Every single day, there are new developments in the culture war. You need to stay on top of the news from the front lines around the world. At LifeSite, it's actually our mission to serve you the truth on life, faith, family, and freedom so that you can be an effective soldier for Christ. Subscribe now and never miss an important development in the culture war that you need to know about, all from a faithful Catholic perspective. And check out the links below to get involved with our reporting and our pro-life partners. Thank you and God bless you. Hello, friends. Do you know how... We're always told by the left, oh, those pro-lifers. They are just concerned about the fetus in the womb. And once that baby is born, they don't give it whatever. Well, actually, that's completely untrue. And to prove that, we're going to go to Princess Gloria, who we've been with these pa this past little while, who's been so gracious, who shared with us a beautiful Christmas in Bavaria, the tradition of the faith in Bavaria right in the face of all the bishops who seem to be going crazy. But also, she proves in a rather unique way that this notion of the pro-lifers, all they care about is the fetus in the womb, is completely wrong. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I have a time-sensitive announcement to share with you. Earlier this month, LifeSite was hit with another online censorship attack, this time on TikTok, after publishing the truth about the corrupt administration in the United States. In fact, LifeSite is still permanently banned on Facebook, and our main YouTube channel was wiped out, which is why we're only on the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel. So this is because the prince of this world hates the truth, and we at LifeSite are committed to bringing you the fullness of the truth even if the globalists and atheists don't want you to hear it. To help us push forward with our truth-telling mission, I urge you to join us during this special Advent and Christmas season with your prayers and almsgiving. Help us at LifeSite build a culture of life for you, your children, your grandchildren, in the face of massive opposition. By uniting your prayers and your giving with us at LifeSite, you promote our pro-life and pro-family mission of building a culture of life around the world. In fact, when you support LifeSite, I urge you to write a prayer in our comment box. It's a perfect way to infuse your prayer and almsgiving with a charity like LifeSite that you can trust, knowing that we will personally read and pray over all your intentions. We need your prayers and almsgiving now more than ever. We at LifeSite must reach our end-of-the-year fundraising goal, and we have no corporate sponsor, which makes LifeSite's grassroots support from people like you miraculous. So please, as you listen to today's interview, click in the donation link at the top in the description of this video and offer your almsgiving and prayer to LifeSite News. This is the moment we need all of our viewers, even first-time viewers. Join the mission for life, faith, family, and freedom with LifeSite. Join us now with a financial gift of any amount by clicking the first link in the description below and be a force for good in the world. Also, don't forget to pray with your financial gift. Every little bit helps. So thank you, and may God bless you. One of the things that the left loves to accuse pro-lifers, and especially pro-life Catholics of, is, oh, you care only about unborn babies. You don't care what happens after they're born. You don't care about poverty. You don't care about the homeless. You don't care about people starving in the streets. And it's always been such a lie. It's nonsense. The, the, the people I know who love the poor the most are those who are faithful, who are also pro-life, but they're pro-poverty you know, and everything else. But 
when I learned about you and got to meet you many years ago now, um, I learned about what your family tradition has been doing for the poor for, is it a hundred years now? A hundred years, yes. <laughs> so if you can just explain that, I think it's so beautiful, but it also serves, especially nowadays, to show how false it is this accusation against pro-lifers, against faithful Catholics, that they don't care about the poor. And it's ridiculous because if you go to the poor countries, the only ones who will really feed the poor and give them health care and schooling and food is the Catholic Church. And of course, we have to say also some evangelicals do very good charitary work in the poor countries, India, Africa, South America. But I don't see the George Soros people feeding children and, and giving money to Christian kindergartens. So they only learn how to play with sex toys. <laughs> that's what their education is all about. So that's a ridiculous lie. But we know that the prince of the world lies. Now, after First World War, we had a very, very terrible time because all the men were dead and a lot of widows with small children and a very, very um, harsh winters because also the economy was very bad. And that's when Prince Albert, the great-grandfather of my son Albert, started the soup kitchen for the poor. And it became a huge success. And unfortunately, the, there are still enough poor people today that we could never close the, the kitchen for the past 100 years. So last year or two years ago, two years more, no, in, one, in 2018, we celebrated 100 years of soup kitchen for the poor. Wie viele Leute kommen jeden Tag? Also jeden Tag kommen hier so zwischen 125 und 130 Leute hierher. So from about uh, 125 to 130 people every single day. And the food is very good and it is cooked right there. There is a kitchen there and the room where they eat is the most beautiful and the most precious room of the whole palace. Why? Because it is the baroque dining room refectory, you call it, for the monks, because St. Emmeram, this place, was a monastery before, before Napoleon came and expropriated the church. And through this anti-Catholic action, a lot of priests lost their belongings. They were expropriated and sent to the streets. And the government remained with all this church property. And um, when the Tonotaxis family got expropriated. They had the business, which was the postal service throughout the Holy Roman Empire. And it was in Germany, they, had, they basically covered all the states, and there were many states. And um, the, 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 all the new kings formed by Napoleon, he, he, they, he gave them the title king because he needed soldiers to go and fight the Russians. So he basically said to Bavaria and to Württemberg and to Saxony, if you give me your men to fight Russia, I will make you a king of your realm. And so princes, sovereign princes like my family or other families got expropriated by Napoleon. 
and then um, and, 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 then, and then we, we got forced into a union that nobody wanted. I mean, from today you could say maybe the union was good, but in those days an expropriation is never nice. So because we, um, we lost the, 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 the property and the church lost the property, when Tono Taxis lost the business of the postal service, the government just said, okay, we will give you this, because it was sitting around with no um, uh, occupants. no uh, occupants, they gave the tonal taxes to pay a remuneration for the postal service. They gave him Regensburg and also the forestry that comes with it. So that's how they ended up being landowners, where before they were entrepreneurs. They were running a operative business, postal service. And what is for you, the the motivation um, in terms of, well, you know that they're poor and you want to do it out of the goodness of your heart as well, but is there a spiritual motivation in it? Well, you, uh, well? You, you have the seven Gaben der Barmherzigkeit. How do you say that in, in English? Uh, the evangelical council. Yeah, the evangelical council, where you you feed the poor, you, uh, you go and visit the sick, you um, um, bury the, the, the dead, you counsel the ones that are, have need counseling, you forgive. These are very, very strict rules. Are you, you visit the ones in prison, mm -hmm. you help them to get free, which can also mean a religious teaching because some people are in the prison of their own wrong thoughts. So to, 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 to free somebody can also mean you, it's not necessarily helping break out of jail, but help him break out of his own jail sometimes. That, that last aspect of... And feeding the poor. Yeah. But that last aspect you were talking about, about freeing them from their own inner jail, bringing them to the, the faith and so on. Have you seen that? Um, as part of your your service to the poor, have you ever seen people come to faith or appreciation because of they recognizing what you're doing, uh, the, the faith in it? Have you seen any conversions that way? That is very, very difficult to say because there is always multiple factors. As a, from my personal input, I have two friends that have actually converted to Catholicism. But was that my influence or was it because I introduced them to very good priests and they came to the conclusion it's nicer to be Catholic? I, that I couldn't say. But of course, the aim is to, through your own life and through your example, that other people get attracted by Christianism. And we are more and more in the times, like in the Roman times, where paganism is around. And so, but some people, even in the Roman time, they admired the Christians because they said they are nice people. They are genuinely nice people. And they're not so selfish. And they are, they are, they are they're kind. Mm -hmm. That is one of the, the things with, with you particularly. You don't hide your Christianity. You don't hide your Catholicism, even though that can make it particularly awkward. Uh, one of the, for instance, you're, you're friends with Hillary Clinton. And so um, that must be kind of awkward. Um, are you, I don't know if you're able to share any of that, but what has it been like in those kinds of circles 
where you're still Catholic? Will you still make the sign of the cross or will you, you know? No, well, first of all, you have to say that especially Hillary Clinton and also her daughter and her family, they view themselves as good Christians. They, 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 they don't. They are not aware that they are. They favor something that is absolutely no go zone for a Christian. They, they, they don't see that, and I think that's a problem of of today. But you see, ninety five percent of our lifetime we spend with people that don't share the same religious views as we do because we are in a surrounded in a pagan and a very secular world. And, and so you also don't want to be too obnoxious and you don't want to be too pushy. I mean, I will always answer questions if I'm asked and if the conversation evolves, I will use my arguments to persuade people why I believe and why I think it's the best religion there is. When you're dealing with people in other faiths or no faith at all, no faith is also a faith. <laughs> if you don't believe in anything, you still believe in nothing. And nothing, you believe in nothing, but you believe in nothing. It's also a belief. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> it takes more faith to believe in nothing than, than it does to believe it's in absolutely. the truth. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so finally, just a last word with regard to poverty and helping out the poor. Mother Teresa said uh, when she came from India to America, she said, um, you know, in India we are very poor, but here there's a greater poverty in that they are lacking faith in Jesus Christ. What's, what do you think when you heard her say that? She's absolutely right. If you look at the small villages in, in the German-speaking world now, we have a lot of priests that come from Africa and India. They are sent to us to missionarize us. And that's really amazing because, of course, we have, because we have been aborting our own children since 60 years, of course, we don't have enough offspring to create priests. That's why we have to bring them in from the other countries. But that's a good thing because it shows them that the first world is in need. It has been so awesome to be with Princess Gloria, to be in Bavaria for that little stint while we were there. We wanted to bring you, hopefully what we did, joyful and holy celebration of Christmas that you could enjoy and watch it being played out in a traditional fashion. Also to resurrect the image of Germany, which has been so tainted by the unfaithfulness of so many of their bishops. As you could see, there are still faithful and holy Catholics in Germany fighting for the faith. It's been our great pleasure, privilege to bring that to you and we couldn't have done that without your support. May God bless you all, and I hope you continue to have a happy and holy Christmas, which just, by the way, started yesterday. This is John Henry Weston for LifeSite News. May God bless you. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News.
So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.